Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE podcast. This week we got another CG unit coming at us, Awakened Onion Knight. Did you say Awakened or Awakened? I said Awakened, but I mean, are you trying to are you trying to say something about him or? No, I'm commenting. Do you think he's weak? Not particularly. Great. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. We can talk about it. We'll talk about it later. The event is a standard event. Make sure you get Zand out of this. Again, a free 7-star. Uh, the main reason I would even recommend getting him is for the farming. As a unit, he's not amazing. There's so many other mages out there that I think do what he does, except have a little bit more versatility, perhaps. So <clears throat> what I like about him... Now, keep in mind he's a free unit, so he's never going to compare to any of the on-banner mages like he's never going to compare it to someone like cg dark fina right like it's just it's not even a question he's a free seven star but when i look at his tmr his tmr for being a free 100 percent you like just it's a really free good unit, it's really good if you compare this to our friend black mage Goldes, 40 percent mag and what what was it 20 percent esper stats i don't remember yeah, i'd have to i'd have to look it up. it is yeah this is a free TMR, which in my opinion is equal to or better, because I'd take the 15% HP on most units any day. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but extra MP recovery is never a bad thing. Especially on, like, look at, this is what I was talking about with some units. Look at this guy's quad cast, right? You're spending 32, 320 mag, or mag, 320 MP <laughs> or nice more quick every time there. you quad cast, right? Did I hear you typing into calculator there? No, you didn't. No, I'm, I'm teasing you. I, uh, I, I, know. You got the I, I used the digital keyboard. There's no way you could have heard me typing. No, but in, in uh, Siri, reasons. what's 82 times four? Hey, Siri, what's 82 times four? 82 times four is 328. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. I'm going to cut that out. 328 MP. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. And. 3% is not going to be enough, obviously, to sustain quad casting every turn, but it helps. It, it alleviates a little bit of the pressure from your MP battery. You're not having to use MP refreshes, perhaps, every single turn with your MP battery, depending on the situation. Mages are very, very hard to use, require a lot in their kits, and this kind of yeah. gives you a little bit of everything you want. Mages suck, but this TMR is great. It's free and it's definitely worth picking up. Like, there's no excuse to not get it. 100%. It's, it's good. Um, his rod, decent. It's an STMR yeah. technically, but it's more like it's a for... good TMR, I think. Like, the flat mag is actually respectable. A lot of people will have better things by now. But if, if you don't, or if you're just newer to the game or whatever, this is definitely worth the pickup because it's a great flat mag to have. For a free unit, Anytime they release these free units, I look at their STMR as a TMR because it's free now, right? You can get it from farming. Well, when I compare his STMR and TMR to the last free unit that we had, Rosa, his is 10 times better. These two are much more useful than either of Rosa's. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion. I 100% agree that stupid bow is useless. So, <laughs> like, to me... This is one of the best things about the event this this week, I guess. The the fact that we're giving getting access to this free TMR and STMR 
that, that are actually useful for some people. Like the TMR, I would find useful for myself if I wanted a little bit more tankiness on my mages. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. As far as his kit goes, there's nothing really too interesting to talk about. He does what most mages do at an okay level for a seven star, but he's free again. Yeah. If you have not, if you have no other mages, he can service you pretty decently. He should be able to carry you in his seven star form through the event. But other yeah. than that, he's not he's not going to be doing much in trials or whatever, right? I mean, he's a seven star; he'll do all right, but. He doesn't compare it to actual banner mages like we said earlier. No, not at all. And I guess we might as well move on to Hain. We can compare him to a banner mage, right? Hain, actually, he's received some criticism from the community that his damage is actually on par with the free mage. Is it? I didn't do I, the math. I haven't I, looked at the math either, but it's probably glance, close thought... to it. He doesn't just looking at his modifiers they don't seem too high oh he, they don't do the stack i didn't look in 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 depth he it doesn't is, stack that high it's only 15 times at max it looks like a lot of his power was shifted into his green magey and yep. debuffy type stuff so yeah he's losing a bit on damage to get a bit of uh, what do you call it utility in terms of green magic or his elemental his assist his buffs are insane. His elemental resistance or fire, ice, and lightning is literally unmatched by anybody. Yeah, for those four elements, he actually has three. a pretty... Sorry, three. <clears throat> for those three elements, he actually has a really interesting niche because his buff is over 100%. I think it's one of the only units that actually does this from a yep. skill, which means you might you might be able to get away with taking less mitigation or resistance in on your actual armor and equipment so i think he's still useful he definitely has a place if when you're dealing with these three elements but as far as damage goes if you don't have a mage dps and that's what you're looking for definitely skip this guy yeah he has a lot more usefulness in his utility even his limit burst is fantastic for utility Nice resistances. The fifty percent mitigation is a fantastic. Four, four turns. Yeah, it's nuts. Like that's really good for for this type of unit. He's a, honestly, I would look at this guy more as a green mage support than than a DPS. He can. Yeah, it's like green mage support off off classes DPS, where he can chain with the chaos wave folks if you know if you need a chainer. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's more support than mage. Definitely, at least to me, he's more useful as a support. I looked at him mainly for his support abilities are what even excited me. The 150% elemental resistances and that 50% damage mitigation on his ultimate for four turns, those two things together, I was like, wow, this guy's fantastic for these, but only for those like niche yeah. elements, right? His TMR is pretty good, I think. 50% mag, I'm going to assume you're equipping a rod and a hat, and 20% resistance to fire, ice, and lightning. Pretty good. For a TM, like that's really good for a TMR if you're especially in those again his niche situation of defending against fire ice and lightning his hat again STMR level base stats with that nice twenty percent buff fire ice and lightning this guy's all about the fire ice and lightning if you're going into a fire ice and lightning fight you're not going to take any damage yeah there's a very clear theme that Hein falls into his tmr his stmr and even his kit all revolve around resistance to these three elements so that's kind of what you can expect out of him yeah i agree 
I honestly, I like that he's a skull bro. Like, he's a skeleton. That's kind of awesome. Dude, he'd fit right into the Hungry Skeleton clan. <laughs> the spoopy skeletons. I don't spooky, know what we're spoop, called anymore. The spoopy skeletons, I think. Yeah. He's definitely very <laughs> spoopy. So he's he's 10 out of 10 on spoopy and like 6 out of 10 as a unit. Potentially 9 or 10 out of 10 if you need his resistances. Exactly. That's, that's the review, but 10 out of 10 for spoop. 10 spoops out of 10. Awakened Onion Knight. His limit burst, I actually really liked it. I like the swapping of classes and then ending on uh, his big onion onion style guy. I thought it was a pretty nifty one. Yeah, I just, I love that he's coming. He's coming with the next level of technology in um, onion slicing. So remember the last Onion Knight that came out with Joke Drawing? He's got like onion cutter, onion slicer, onion yep. obliterator, whatever. Yep. This guy, he just... He's putting away the swords. He's bringing out the ninja. You know that, the blender, the ninja? Because mm-hmm. he's got an ability called onion dissect. He will literally dissect that onion into like microscopic, tiny little onion bits, like cells. You're getting like... I wish they called it onion puree. <laughs> <laughs> as far as him as a unit goes, he's onion knight like the original one we had but on steroids he just does everything onion knight does but better he has better uh elemental resistance that is that he gives his team and he even can imperil elements this time around uh, other than that i mean you know he's just your old school uh double hand dps what what actually stood out for me the first time i ever looked at this unit was his tmr and stmr i think they're both phenomenal pieces for anybody that's that wants to gear up uh, one of those true double hand units because both of them are just phenomenal for them. His TMR, super easy to get TMRs. The amount that you get 50% dual wield equipment attack or true dual wield, I think that's what it, true dual wield on here is insane. Like 40 boots with the true dual wield on here, it's amazing. If I could get two of these boots, I would, and I'd equip them onto all of my true dual wield units. Yeah, this is the equivalent of, if you remember Marshall Glove when true double hand was a big deal. Yep. It's kind of literally the same stats. It's a Marshall Glove that does true dual wield. It's an accessory slot as well. So I think definitely a great pickup and very versatile in the sense that you can slot it onto any uh, DPS that's using double hand or not double mm-hmm. hand, dual wield. His STMR, like you said, fantastic for dual wielders, particularly good for sword users. I think but... most of them can equip swords anyway, mm-hmm. like the big ones that I'm thinking of, like uh, what's her face? Radiant Lightning. Um... God, there's so many of them. I don't even know why I tried listing them. There's way too many. The, it's, it's, it's limited to only swords, but I don't think it's a big limitation because a lot of uh, double hand or dual wield, I keep saying double hand, I'm an idiot. Dual wield units actually can make use of this and get the nice 50% bonus attack. I agree. My one criticism of, of Onion Knight is the delay on his elemental resistance decrease. So it starts at 60 whatever 90 is okay 120 is what most people have on an immediate cast for three turns he has to wait two turns before that activates i think that's a little lame i think that's Uh, the trade-off they went with because 120 for most people is on um cooldown ability that's fair whereas he technically it's kind of like a cooldown in the sense that it's available 
however many turns. But I think if Once you re- if you recast it every time, I think that's how it works, right? It'll just yep. Yeah, Eventually, just once it gets there, it'll just be at 120 the entire time, I'm assuming. Besides that, he's fantastic, has a nice built-in break for himself. I think, with honestly, with the amount of utility he's bringing to the team, while still dishing out a really good amount of damage, it's a, good, it's a fair trade-off. What I love about him is how inherently resistant he is to fire, water, wind, and earth. He's got, I think, 80%, 80% passively, and then... It, like finding the other twenty percent is a piece of cake. Like this guy is just awesome. You could you don't you even could... need to find the other twenty percent. Like he has seventy in his kit for whatever you need. You're at one fifty yeah. base. That's disgusting. No, it's it's so nice. <laughs> it is I think really good. I kind of I guess they had to go like find a new direction to go in regard uh, and not just keep amping up the numbers because the last few DPS units have all been the same, just with higher numbers or different elements. And Onion Knight's kind of one of the first few that that's doing something a little bit different. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that they're trying to do something different. Ramping up the numbers consistently and continuously, it's not very interesting. So I like when they take units in a different way. Even if it doesn't work, even if they try it, people use the unit, find out that it's trash, I would still rather see that than uh, here's the same unit with one times more modifier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or a unit that's the same, just it covers different elements than its predecessor. Exactly. I mean, there's only so far you can go. The game has been out for over three years now. Like, eventually, coming out with two or sometimes three new units every week, you run out of ideas. There's only so much you can do with them. Exactly. Now, as per most uh, units with CG Limit Burst, he gets his CG Limit Burst automatically at the start of battle. Um it just does a bunch of damage and increases his damage on his abilities. So definitely want to use that, I think, to start the fight. But uh, just thought I'd mention it quickly. Overall, Onion Knight is pretty fantastic. One other nice thing about him is that he can literally equip everything in the game, except for female-only equipment, I believe. Yeah, I guess because he's cl- coded as a male. But I love that they put that in there because uh, classically, you, you become an Onion Knight once you've mastered all the other classes. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's the idea. I kind of wish that they made uh, his gender female or ambiguous so he could equip both gender gendered equipment just to, I don't know, it would have been cool if he could literally open up everything. Full, yeah, the full equipment pool. It'll be interesting, um, but it's okay. I mean, he's not, it's there fine. are a few really good equipments that, that are male or female specific, but he's not missing out on too, too much. Oh, it was literally just from a personal perspective of i want him to be able to equip the the bikinis as well as the heavy armors (laughs) going full borat mode (laughs) Uh, that's pretty much it for this event onion knight uh i say is the best unit on the banner definitely want to pick up zand for the farming and for his uh, tmr uh and if you needed his stmr even overall a pretty decent set of units now, we also this week, we have the continuation of the Valentine's Day event, uh, Broken Hearts and Bones. The only thing I even want to mention here is Cupid's Blessing. I do think it's a decent materia. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing that's going to make or break your team, but as a defensive materia, I think it's, it's nice. 25% HP, I think, is just okay. It's not amazing, but when you couple it with 
the fire, water, and light resistance you get with it. I think it makes it a overall good materia to have for those fights where you want those resistances. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's exactly how I looked at it. The base stats are okay with the resistances, but it does pretty good for itself. I got to say, last week, the units were a lot more exciting because we got Sakura and Ayaka and Sweet Luka, and they were just kind of super hype and super fun units. And this week, we're kind of toning things down a little bit, except for the the spook. I definitely, the spook wins it for me. He's not great as a unit, but, you know, he's... 10 out of 10 spook. I got to support the skeleton bros. Yeah, man. Can't can't go wrong with a skeleton, bro. One thing that I appreciate is that uh, they are adding villains to the game. Now, I wish they would just give us a villain with a limit burst, a CG limit burst movie. I would have loved to see someone like Hane or someone, someone Man, who comes Soul in. summoning uh, chaotic, chaotic darkness, darkness was a missed opportunity. I it agree. was 100% a missed opportunity for a villain CG animation. It would have been amazing. I'm telling you, I really want to see a villain CG animation because all of the hero ones are like bright and flashy and kind of cool. I kind of want to see like a villain one where you kind of get that ominous atmosphere. And you know what I want? Kind of like they're doing something underhanded and dirty. I want five-star Cloud of Darkness where his limit burst is just him charging and firing his Kamehameha. And the setting behind him is arena, and it, that, his limit burst, his limit burst movie is just him doing that eight times. It would be hilarious. And then watching each individual character he hits turn to stone. Yes, that, that's what that I was going to say. That would just take me back to first year of arena meta, and how, just that was honestly the most annoying <laughs> times, but it was also the most glorious times. Because whoever went first, you have to stand there and just watch as, and just pray that his stupid thing doesn't hit the key units. <laughs> just uh, watching, watching him literally hit six units over and over and over again. Yeah, or if you just have one unit alive and they're like, yeah, he kills him, but then he just keeps recasting for his last like six times. You're like, dude, he's dead. Just, just stop. Let him die. Yeah, please, <laughs> free me. Yeah, the, those were the, I'll call them the glory days of Arena. Yeah. I feel like an old man now. I'm like, oh, those were the good old days. They were. They were. Arena yeah. was easy. You just turned everyone to stone and you move on with your life. I just Ling, I look at them fondly. Dude, Ling was my my homegirl in Arena. Yeah, Ling then. replaced uh, Cloud of Darkness when she came out. Oh, she was fantastic. She did everything. She cured your team. She stoned the other team. And then I had two Amelias doing their stop with their ricochets. The dreams. Yeah, you just, if you went first, you won. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like that now, too. Uh, there are some team comps you fight. Actually, if you go first, you lose. You just lose all the time. If you have somebody, you're fighting somebody with three of the, the new tanks, the generic looking guy from Christmas. Mm-hmm. What's his? I don't mm-hmm. know his name. The, the robot. Yeah, the Lucas robot guy. Lucas, something like that. Um, he's super tanky. Like I, for some reason, he just won't die in one turn. And then if two of them are left alive, he'll just kill you. So oh, yeah. y- this is my backup strategy. I have two true, true wielding, either single hand or double hand, whatever ones that can, that can equip, uh, things with lots of accuracy on it. Let them chain, do their thing. I have a summoner and a random unit. So on the random unit, I put Odin. And so what I'll do is chain, summon Odin, and then use my su- uh, summoner to summon Odin again. 
So not so if I don't kill them with my chains, I will likely kill them with the double Odin cast. Unless you run turn. into some 200 IQ individuals that give them safety bit and Genji shield, and then you're boned. It's I, it's kind of funny that uh, all the games we play devolve into League of Tanks. Tanks Actually, you're right. rule everything eventually. They do. Yeah, tanks are just too strong. Yeah. You can't balance a tank. No, it's it makes it, it's really hard to balance tanks. Because like you want them to do more than just soak hits, but if you let them do more, they just become way too strong because they're so hard to kill. It, you I, can't let them the do same. More. Uh, case in point is the Chinese New Year unit. The it does a crap load of damage, but also stacks a crap load of spirit. So what ends up happening is in any magic fights, dishing out tons and tons of damage that nobody can compete with because you also they also take no damage. They need very little support because you have a stat that's both offensive and defensive for them. They get twice the the benefit from stacking it. Whereas regular people have to sacrifice uh, survivability to stack either attack or mag because they don't they get nothing else out of that. What I want to see in the future, just to balance things out, is DPS units that get more tanky the more attack or mag they stack. That's the only that's the only way to make it fair. That's all I'm saying. But then it just devolves back into League of Tanks because everyone's just tanky. <laughs> I mean, there's nowhere else to go really. Where else are you gonna go? <laughs> Rework the tanks to make them only tank and not kill your DPS before before you can kill the tank because it doesn't make any sense. You should kill each other at the same rate. I mean, I, there's no fixing it at this point. It's just something funny that I noticed. No, it isn't. Yeah. It, it is funny. We, we do play a lot of games where being a tanky is uh, very essential to winning. <laughs> That's our little uh, discussion about Arena and reminiscing a little bit there about Arena back in the good old days of Ling and Amelia and Cloud of Darkness, of course. Yeah, take me back. And that's it, I think, for this week. Unless you have something else to add, Vinny. No, that's it for me. Sweet. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode this week. It's a bit of a shorter one because not a whole lot of stuff happened this week. But uh, hopefully enlightened you on uh, how important spoop factor is. Definitely 10 out of 10 spoop on this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. See you next week. Peace.